0: Jess and Corey's dad, Dan, is not exactly the adventurous type. You
1: know what they say. Uncluttered kitchen, uncluttered mind.
2: Who says that?
1: I do. And you know what else I say? It's a new day. Full of possibilities. Ha! Time to vacuum.
0: At least, that's what they thought. Until his past caught up with them.
1: Leave now, and no one gets hurt. (laughs) Knife twirling. What are you? Some kind of ninja? No.
0: He's a middle school science teacher. Turns out, the mild-mannered Dan used to be someone else entirely.
1: Get out of my
0: house! Oh. who are you? Now, Dan, Jess, and Corey will embark on a thrilling quest to find an ancient treasure and rid themselves of a family curse. From GZM Shows, creators of Six Minutes, comes Discovering Dad, a thrilling new podcast full of mystery and adventure new episodes every monday starting june 10th gzm family and superfan subscribers listen early and ad-free june 3rd subscribe now to discovering dad wherever you listen to podcasts gzm shows and the creators of six minutes are rolling out their newest audio adventure with the podcast discovering dad A cautious single dad with a secret past and his rebellious kids embark on a thrilling quest complete with hidden treasure, villains, and a family curse. New episodes of Discovering Dad roll out weekly starting June 11th on Apple Podcasts. Follow the show so you never miss an episode. Or listen early and ad-free as a GZM Show subscriber. Go to gzmshows.com to learn more. Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's GZMshows.com/slash subscribers.
1: Hi everyone, and welcome to the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. I am Jonathan Messenger.
2: And I am Bebop Wanatron, and together we host,
1: write, and produce this show. <laughs> Wait a second. You co-host it with me, that's true, but that's as far as it goes, Bebop.
2: Not true, Jonathan. I am also executive producer.
1: No, you're not. I mean, if anybody's executive producer, it's me. Nope, I am. Bebop, why do you even want to be- And I'm also the editor. No, you're not the editor. That's Griffin's job. Well, I did some editing on
2: this episode. No, you didn't, Bebop. Yes, I did, Jonathan. Listeners, make sure you listen all the way through to the end, because I added a special section to this week's episode.
1: What? Yep.
2: We got a request from listener Chloe in Wisconsin, and I realized you'd cut part of the story, so I put it back in there
1: so that we can fulfill Chloe's request. I honestly have no idea what you're talking about, Bebop, but this strikes me as really dangerous, you suddenly getting involved in the editing and the producing.
2: I am the danger, Jonathan.
1: Okay, well, I'm a little scared, but if you remember what happened in the last episode... The explorers had landed on a planet with little cloud aliens who all said volley was their hero, destined to defeat the monster that destroys everything. What is that monster? Well, we'll find out in The Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian Season 4, Episode 4. Biting off more than you can choose. Our hero. Yeah, that's right. I'll be your hero, said Vale. To defeat the monster that destroys everything. Say what now, said Vale. Finn had a hard time focusing on the strange cloud like aliens. He couldn't tell if it was because they were yellow and camouflaging with the planet, or if they were colorless, almost transparent. But while Vale freaked out in the dragonship eyeball, Finn could see what the problem was. They were actually made of gas themselves, or some sort of mist. They couldn't quite hold a single shape, and drifts of gas seemed to float back and forth between them. Get off me! Get out of here! What are you doing? It was Megbot. She flew up into the explorer's line of sight. Abigail nearly jumped up and down. She was so happy to see her. Meg, you made it. How did you... Don't tell me you hung on to the dragon ship all the way here. No way. Foggy spotted a door in the dragon's left big toe,
2: just as you all were flying off. We just barely were able to cram into it before you launched. It was uncomfortable, but... ah not as uncomfortable as this planet. Will you stop it?
1: Meg was waving her hands in the air, trying to shoo away the little cloud aliens. It looked as though they were trying to go inside of Meg, seeping into her joints, like they were trying to hide. "'Meg, did you say Foggy was with you?' said Finn, straining to look for his robot. "'Excuse me?' Foggy floated up next to
2: Meg. "'Pardon me, but this is very rude. I am a robot.' Not a vessel
1: for you little gassy creatures, my word. Abigail, Finn, and Elias all laughed as Meg and Foggy flapped their arms like baby birds, trying to keep the cloud aliens from slipping into their metal bodies. Guys, said Vale. this isn't funny. Did you already forget the part where we have to defeat the monster that destroys everything? Technically, said Elias, you have to do it. Not us. You're the hero. Okay, can we all just slow down for one second, said Abigail. Hello, little cloud things. Please stop trying to occupy our friends out there. If you want our help, you're going to have to stop that. The clouds all pulled away from Meg and Foggy, who each took a seat on the snout of the dragon ship. Thank you, said Abigail. Now... We are from the famous Marlowe 280 Interplanetary Exploratory Space Station. That doesn't look like a space station, said the aliens. I know, said Abigail. We borrowed this. It looks like a dragon, and it was written that a hero would ride in the eye of the dragon to defeat the one who would destroy everything. In the eye of the dragon, said Vale. The book said that? The Eye of the Dragon? That is weirdly specific. Hold on, said Finn. What is the monster? And actually, what are you? The tiny clouds began gathering together, forming a giant mist with dozens of little eyes floating around inside of it. We are one, but we are many. We have lived here on this planet for eons. Peacefully coexisting is both part of the planet and separate from it. And we are both part of each other and separate from each other. Just as the planet is made of many gases, so are we. And we exchange these gases with the planet and with each other. We have lived in a perfect symbiotic relationship with each other and our planet for as long as can be remembered. We are a planet... Of harmony until the monster showed up, said Abigail. Yes, the monster, it consumes everything, destroys everything. The mist began to float away, and all of the explorers knew what that meant. They were supposed to follow back at the controls. Elias slowly piloted the dragon ship in the wake of the giant gas cloud little puffs pulling away and floating beside the dragon. We'll head back into our toe, said Foggy, who began waving away more aliens, trying to get inside his middle body.
2: Let us know if you need any help.
1: But it was not too long after Foggy and Meg disappeared that the explorers saw they were in trouble. They were headed toward a giant storm full of black clouds and swirling winds we can go no further said the aliens inside that storm you will find the monster good luck brave hero the mist dissipated the aliens separating and flying away from the storm this doesn't look so bad said Finn sure it's a storm it's a giant storm but a storm is a storm we've seen those plenty of times Yeah, but this isn't just a storm, said Vale. This is a storm with a giant monster inside. That monster destroys everything. I am a thing, so it will probably destroy me. Well, you're not going to go in there alone, said Elias. That's nice of you, Elias, but you're a thing too. And Abigail's a thing, and Finn's a thing, and Paigey's a thing. We're all just things. No, no, no said Elias. I mean, you're not going in alone because we're all going in. No matter what, I can't. Elias was frantically pressing buttons and pushing the throttle, but it was no use. The giant storm and the monster within was sucking them inside the giant cloud. There was nothing Elias could do, and the dragon, like a boat caught in a tidal wave, lurched into the storm. The winds were terrible, tossing the dragonship around like it weighed nothing. And then the ship hit a current and began circling quickly toward the center. The explorers were speechless. Through the dragonship's eyes, they could see what looked like an enormous balloon with puffy legs and swollen arms. And at the center, at the top, where its head was, there was a giant hole, an all-devouring mouth, and all of the wind and particles and clouds were all just swirling into the mouth as the monster sucked up the entire atmosphere. It's like a giant vacuum, said Vale, breaking the silence in the ship. The dragon ship kept careening around in a circle as the planet's atmosphere drained into the monster, its stomach growing bigger and bigger. Okay, said Vale. I hate vacuuming, but I'm supposed to be the hero, right? So I'm going to do it. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do it. Vale climbed down out of the eye and stood in the control room with Elias. The other explorers gathered there as well. They said I had to be a hero, said Vale. And you guys know I'm not exactly the guy who puts himself forward into danger, despite my big talk. What are you talking about, Vale?" said Finn. You're always there helping. And besides, it's not like there's anything any one person can do. Just... said Vale. I have an idea. Let me just try it. And with that, Vale opened a small door near his feet and crawled inside, shutting it behind him. What is he doing? said Abigail. It's an airlock, I think, said Elias. He's going out there. Finn, Abigail, and Paige all ran up to one of the dragon's eyes, just in time to watch as Vale shot out of the dragon ship's right nostril, flying ahead of the ship and down toward the monster. What was that? said Abigail. What is he going to do? Maybe he's going to try to puncture the monster with one of his arrows? said Paige. He doesn't have any, said Finn. We all left everything down on the planet. And with that, they watched in horror as Vale disappeared, heading straight for the monster. Abigail ran back to the control room and grabbed hold of the throttle. The dragon ship shot off into the funnel of the storm, diving after Vale. The ship rumbled like a hurricane, tossing the explorers inside. Abigail, yelled Elias, you have to stay with the current or it's going to tear the entire ship apart. But suddenly, the wind began to slow down the ship slowed down too and the storm calmed the dragon ship floated freely in the yellow orange sky of the planet guys yelled page who had scrambled up into the dragon ship's eye you're going to want to see this the explorers all dashed up to have a look out there floating like a kite on a fall day was the monster about half the size it had just been and right next to it was vale round enormous inflated like a giant balloon the same size as the monster hey guys said vale a small stream of yellow gas swirling out of his mouth um i think i made a mistake <laughs> All right, I am here with my son and editor, the young, the magnificent, Griffin Messenger. Say hi to everybody, Griff. Hi, hi, hello! (laughs) I don't know why that makes me laugh every time. So, Griffin, what did you think of this episode?
2: Uh, 100%.
1: All right, 100% is great. So, what did you like about the episode? What questions do you have? Anything you want to say?
2: I wonder what... Vale's plan was and how they turned wrong.
1: Yeah, so when he jumped out or he shot out of the dragon's nose,
2: mm-hmm.
1: How? what was he going to do? What do you think was his plan? Do you think he was planning on doing that all along? Nope. <laughs> what do you think his plan was?
2: I think his plan was maybe to try and puncture it, but he he did that, but it sealed up and he got filled with the air in the process.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, do you think it's, it's painful to be... Swollen up that that much, well, or do you think he's okay?
2: I think he might be okay, but I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, he didn't seem to be in pain so much as more kind of like, what have I done? Yeah. Did that re- scene remind you of anything?
2: Uh, the the girl who wouldn't stop chewing that gum, and from what? Uh, Charlie in the Chocolate Factory.
1: Yeah, right, right. Violet Beauregard. That's kind of what I was picturing when I was writing it. Violet Beauregard swelling up like a big balloon
2: yeah she would have exploded if she didn't get squeezed
1: <laughs> right right well hopefully they will not have to squeeze vale to uh to save him but we'll find out next episode i guess all right any other questions or uh anything else you want to talk about
2: Okay, this is Bebop, I promised you I was going to edit something in without Jonathan knowing and This is where I'm doing it <laughs> Alright, so our friend Chloe She wanted to know what was happening on the Marlowe, And I know Jonathan wrote this whole thing About what was happening on the Marlowe, And he didn't even include it in the episode But I have extracted a piece of it And it's a message from Bunce To the Explorers down on the Puzzle Masters planet So let's take a listen to that now
1: Good evening, Marlowe Explorers! This is the admirable Admiral Bunce of the Bunce 1000 Interplanetary Conquering Space Station! Yes, that's right! I've changed the name while you've been down there on that black, forsaken planet. Ah, what do you think of the name change? I'm trying to come up with one for you, too. I know you all call yourselves Explorers, And I want to try to come up with a rhyme for that, but nothing really works. I've tried the Marlowe cold sores, the Marlowe big snores, the Marlowe front doors, but that doesn't even make any sense. Anyway, it will come to me just as my plan to finally overthrow you came to me and is now working out perfectly. You down there on that planet me up here eating astronaut ice cream and drinking astronaut milkshakes. Now I also have good news for you. All of your children are here with me on the captain's bridge, safe and sound and doing as I say. For some time seemed one of them was missing and I was afraid there was a mutiny afoot and that my peaceful ascension to Admiral was going to turn ugly. But all worries aside now, because all of your children have been found, which means my plan can go forward with no hesitation. So, so long, Marlow bedsores. Here is your lost little one to say a final goodbye. Come here. Here, talk into this and say goodbye to your family. Grand salutations. What? No, you're supposed to say goodbye, not hello. Give me that. What are you teaching these children aboard this ship? Anyway, I suppose you're wondering what I plan to do with this space station now that it's all mine. Well, I'll tell you, but first, you'll have to catch me if you can. Bunce out!
2: Okay, so I know this isn't my show, but it does seem like there's a plan afoot with either Olivia or Olivia. Pretending again to be one of the kids of the Marlow, So what is Genevieve, Voltronics, Robocloco, Lancebot and Olivia or Olivier up to? We'll find out very soon, I think, if Jonathan ever gets around to it. Alright, back to that guy. And
1: Then what time is it? Joke arts. <laughs> joke arts. Alright, well let's do it. let's do jokes first. Alright, it's joke time. And first up is Quinn from Wake Forest, North Carolina.
2: My name is Quinn, and I have a joke for you. What do you get when you cross a Bebop and a BB-8? A Bebop-8. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's great. Thank you so much, Quinn. And now we have a joke from Sam from Toronto, Canada.
2: Hi, I'm Sam from Toronto, Canada. And <sighs> Why did the pollen go around the world? Because it was stuck to Bebop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Sam. That's great. Alright, thank you so much for those awesome jokes And now, what time is it, Griffin? Artie! That's right, it's Artie time Okay, this week Bebop owes a great deal of thanks to Milo from Tbilisi, Georgia Alexander from Washington, New Hampshire Dylan, who's 8, from Ottawa, Ontario, Canada Evan, who is 6, from Germany Mateo, who is 5, from St. Petersburg, Florida Jacob, who's 6, from Santee, California Ulysses, who is 4, 12-year-old Luke from Manteca, California, 9-year-old Leah Nadolski; siblings Cameron and Gabrielle from Canada, Carlos, who's 9, from Madison, Wisconsin, Chaz, who's 6, from Akron, Ohio, Apollo, who is from San Carlos, California, and Hector, who is 8, from Spooky Salem, Massachusetts. Thank you all so much for all of your art. All right, thank you again so much to all of those artists this week. And let me say it for you, Griffin... Or you wanna say it with me? Don't, don't forget, forget Sound, sound club. club. That's right. Alright, you wanna anything else you wanna talk about?
2: New club coming out soon.
1: You have a new club coming out soon? Mm-hmm. Do I know what it is? Nope. Are you gonna tell me?
2: Nope. <laughs> Not until it comes out.
1: Okay. I don't know if I like the sound of that. <laughs> hmm. Alright, well, till then, do you wanna say goodbye to everybody, Griff?
2: Okay, little spoiler. For the new club, it's gonna be Griffins Character Club.
1: Character Club. Yeah. Ooh, I like the sound of that. You wanna? Let's let's hold off on what that's gonna be for another episode, okay?
2: We'll be. <laughs> All
1: right. Well, you want to say goodbye to everybody? Bye bye. Bye. All right. Thanks so much, Griffin. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye, everybody. All right, I want to say thanks again for coming back and having more fun with us this week. Thanks so much for your art, your sound, your ideas, everything that you sent into us, your jokes, and pretty soon, it sounds like, maybe I'll be thanking you for your characters. The Alien Adventures of FinCast is a Gen Z kids production, written and produced by Jonathan Messenger, edited and guided by Griffin Messenger, with special thanks to Maria Villanueva. The theme music you hear at the beginning and end of every show is by Mark Greenberg, recently voted the nicest human in the multiverse. Our cover art is by Sir Ian Dingman. And for everything you want to know about the show, check out the show notes or go to fincaspian.com. That's it for us for this week, but we will see you next week. Bye, everybody.
2: Next time, I'm just going to edit myself in. Wait, is that what I'm doing right now?
0: it's me, Jess. Are you on our newsletter list? No? Then how else will you learn all the insider news on the new season of Six Minutes? If you don't get the newsletter, you must have missed the live show that the Big Fit had up in Boston recently. Don't miss another thing. Sign up for a GZM newsletter now. Go to gzmshows.com slash newsletter to sign up now. That's gzmshows.com slash newsletter.
2: Hi, I'm Ava Demary, and I play Brinley Pasternak on Six Minutes. We'll be back with more Six Minutes soon. In the meantime, binge season one, two, and three and listen to Remy's Life Interrupted and GZM Rewind so you're ready.